ever eating a popsicle stick with your buddies and then just get like really rock hard? If you want to slam a porn star, I'm cool with that. Getting robbed first thing in the morning would be kind of brutal, though. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Episode 230 of the show. Thank you very much for being a part of our world, for joining us. In case you missed last week's episode 229, we did a very special film review episode where we reviewed Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It was really shocked at how many people reached out and said they had not seen that movie. Um, But that's because I'm fucking old. And young people, they've probably seen every single Fast and Furious, and they're like, what the fuck? What's this Fast Times? Never heard of it. It's like, where's the... Where's the civics? Where's the civics with exhaust? Where's the lowered civics in this movie? I don't see any. Um, so uh, you should definitely if, do yourself a favor and watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High if you've never seen it. It is a classic. It is an iconic. It is a canon movie, if you will. Um, and then check out our podcast, episode 229. Very special guest, Jason Stewart. Thank you to Jason Stewart for coming on. And Travis Rogers, everybody loves it when we have him. And he always says that we he wants to come on more when he's on. But I, I feel kind of bad um, going to the well too much for him because I make him drive over here and shit. But I give him beer, so he probably likes it. Um, he seemed to enjoy himself, so we'll try to get him on. I think his schedule's changing soon, so we might be able to get him on a little more often. Um, that's it. Do that. Oh. If you would like to, well, you, you guys know how to get a hold of us. If you wanna, if you wanna reach out and tell us something about what you thought about the Fast Times episode, it is not too late to do that. You can reach out at, uh, via the email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, voicemail nine four nine four six four TBLS, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast Facebook group is open for business. Would love to see you there. Um, Patreon, we did. We have another Patreon thing coming up. I released the first. I don't know, 12 minutes or so of the Fast Times episode early as a little teaser on Patreon. You get a little more if you contribute there, so it's up to you. If you can do it, it's we're stoked about it because it means we're not doing this for free. Um, so if you wanna if you wanna donate there, you can. Patreon.com slash the bar lifestyle. And of course iTunes. I was looking to see if there's any new iTunes review iTunes reviews. And there is one. You, you guys need to leave. If you're not going to donate to Patreon, which is, that's cool. You don't have to. But go on iTunes. That's the literal least you can do. Just go on iTunes and give us a five-star review to counteract the three fucking one-star reviews we have from fucking assholes. And the one two-star review. The rest are five. Um, but there's, we get thousands of people tune in every week and we have 128 reviews or something 132 so that's kind of bullshit so go on there and do that um like javier in denver who said sports podcast dong talk faux show who comes loudly five stars i would never 
I've known Nick Foles had a huge Pringles can in his pants, if not for this podcast. Do I need to know that? Probably not. But it's a good fun fact to share with the fellas while watching a game. These guys' ambivalence to most things is entertaining and is quite funny. But the true star of the show is a very attractive Aussie who brings the real news. What up, Fancy? I would listen to her read the obituary. She's very popular. Over all, this podcast helps me get through those Saturdays I'm required to work. Hashtag loudcomers. Was this review helpful? Oh, I'm clicking yes. Absolutely. Um, here's another one. Always a good pick-me-up. This is from Nobby with four Bs. I don't know why. Always a good pick-me-up. Kudos for keeping me on the up and up with lots of practical life advice, along with a plethora of general knowledge in the realm of schlongs, etc. We talk about dicks. Keep up the great work, boys. Tillery's haint, the altar less douchey of ego of Hillary's taint. P.S. If you have to, that's the guy that left us a one-star review. If you have to leave a review of two stars of two guys having a good time and a productive podcast, you're most likely a virgin. Oh, is this review helpful? Yes. Um, so thanks for doing that, guys. If you can, go on iTunes, leave us a review. Five-star review would be great. Or anywhere you listen. Review the show anywhere you listen. You can review it on Facebook, Google Play, whatever. Uh, joining me now, as always, of course, it's the co-host of the show, the very well-known and beloved Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Uh, doing well. I, I'm i really tickled by the thought of someone just reading obituaries. I know. Right. <laughs> it's just a funny concept. Uh, well, the, the, four, the 4th of July just came and went with, and Fancy has still not read the Declaration of Independence for Toby in Houston, who would like a recording of it to play because he, he likes to recite it or have his family listen to it every 4th of July because he's a patriot, and I, and I appreciate that. And he wants it, he wants it read, the Aussie version. And he's offered cash for her to do it, and she has yet to do it. She's very busy. But I, Toby, I pledge to you as a man that if you're still listening to this show, I will have Kate – before next 4th of July, that gives us nearly a year, read the Declaration of Independence, which is <laughs> which I agree is a beautiful document And prior to next now 4th of July. Now, you said the Australian you. version. Does that mean like we find these didgeridoos to be self-evident kind of yeah, thing? She might, or like she might have to, to plug, put her lulls? She might have to plug in her own <laughs> slang because there's a lot of American words she just doesn't All know. All Barbies are considered equal or created equal. Exactly. Uh, what, um, what's going I've on got – Yep. I've got some shamings. Oh, I've got some. Um, and I've got a weird story, and I've got a praise, and I've got a joke. Okay. I got a bunch of stuff. All right, let's hear. First of all, somebody on the Patreon, I mean, not Patreon, the uh, Facebook page, and I got to tell you, I'm close to muting that thing. I'm very active <laughs> on there. No fucking Michael J. Fox jokes. Yes, I deleted that. They're not fun. They're not funny. Yeah. They're not. Parkinson's it's, is a fucking brutal thing, and you pe most people know somebody that's suffering through it. It's fucking not funny. That guy is a delight, a treasure. Even though he's Canadian, I'm calling him an American treasure. Like, it's it, – you should – even bad people. It's not like diseases. You don't make fun of that shit. Not cool. No, I agree. Um, I don't diseases know, are not I don't know. to be made yeah. fun of. Even, right, even like, the funny diseases like AIDS. Right. Um – Yes, that that fucking him. Brewers pitcher that had all the I mean these fucking, oh yeah fuck him 
but but just in general. And then there was a Nats player and and a Braves pitcher. All these guys who were morons in high school with Twitter, which luckily I didn't have. Right. But what what the fuck is up with their management company? I mean, yeah, you got to go like back and delete that. that that's got to be a wing of every um, agency. Agency, yes, like I just agree. sweeping through tweets. But especially if want- you're a hillbilly that gets drafted out of you know yeah. Arkansas or wherever these kids but grew fucking, up. But the people that need to be shamed the most. Josh Hader, during the All-Star game, they discovered he had all these racist, awful tweets. And the Brewers fans gave him a standing O. Yeah, that's a little much. Next appearance. That's a little like, much. Like, guys, you can, you can, you know, just move on with it and hope, you know, hope he's learned from it. You don't give a fucking standing O to a guy for being overtly racist and were, awful. Were there any black people at that game? Like was his, yeah, his, I mean, his tweets were racist, right? So, I mean, unless Latrell Spearwell was in town, I don't think there are any black people in Milwaukee. It's, it's like, because they all had to be looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I get it. Like, the only, all, black person, the only black person in, in Milwaukee right now is Greek. I'm, I'm, I'm all for second chances, and I definitely don't think that the standard you set for yourself at age 16 or 17, of course, but the standing you know, up should, the fuck out of here. should define you for the rest of your life. But it's just, let's, goons. like, it's like, Hey, we forgive you. And it's cool. Like, let's, we're moving on from this, but that doesn't, that's right. not standing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Let's not standing. Oh, yeah, that's, fucking that's a little crazy. Uh, the net, the Washington nationals owner, it came out that, a Nats exec is using crowdfunding to pay for his leukemia treatment. That guy Lerner is worth over five billion dollars. Like, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying the the billionaire needs to give the guy half his money, but he's trying to raise like a hundred or two hundred grand or something. Like, yeah. he's okay. your executive. You're, you're worth five billion. Five billion. You don't notice millions. You don't, you just don't notice that shit. Yeah. But also, also, and I'm not going to get on my liberal soapbox here, but this guy was like the assistant to the general manager or something. He's a, he's a high level guy. That's what I'm saying. He's an executive on the team. What? I got two things. And yes, these are, these are competing thoughts, but it's two things to think about. One, what kind of fucking insurance do you have that a guy at that level of, of career needs to ask for money to pay for his leukemia treatment? And I will get on the liberal soapbox. What kind of world do we live in that, like, you get cancer and it's like, fuck it. You just can't pay for it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and two, what kind of world do we live in that we make fucking businesses be in charge of what kind of medical treatment that you can have? Right. Like, that's you, – if you're, if you're fucking hardcore in favor of small business, you should be – Finding, you should be asking your representatives to find a way to take this fucking burden of insuring people off of the backs of small business. Right. There's only like three people calling the shots when it comes to insurance. Yeah, it's it's That's fucking it. bullshit, and it's a and it's a scam. And um, yeah, I, I I see. There's a lot a lot of blame to go around there. Uh, I got a weird story. So I was in I was at an airport bar waiting for my flight. And the saddest place in the they're, world. They're, yeah, and they're they're writing. Uh, I mean, the the on the screen and on the like the the writing at the bottom of the screen was talking about these wildfires and about hottest summer on record in Europe. 
and how it's dangerous and stuff. And the guy was like, oh, this is, you know, this is all bullshit, you know. And I said, but you you have to, I, I don't like to chime in, but it was just being a little too vocal. And I said, but you have to recognize when they're saying it's the hottest summer on record for like the 10th year in a row. It It's getting hotter. That's you could you could debate, which I I don't think many scientists debate, but you could debate whether it's man made or not. But you have to recognize that the planet is getting hotter. Something's going on. Yeah. And he, he goes, oh, you know, you're liberal bullshit. And he, he like started coming after me. And then a guy steps in on my behalf uh-uh. and he goes, no, because I was actually commissioned to do a climate change study for Ghana. And so I can tell you and he starts rattling off statistics and i was like oh this is great and then yeah i was like great i can get out of this conversation and they start going at it and then the guy who is on my side goes yeah and so when the aliens come to earth and he started talking crazy shit and i was like oh "Oh, no you're ruining he starts talking about aliens i was like oh fuck no yeah now i'm on the side of the alien guy so yeah, climate change is real, but like, oh, thanks for helping me out by talking about aliens, I'm, buddy. And then the guy starts laughing and pointing at me. Yeah. It was bad. I was like, well, all right. Yeah, he's, he was right, because in this case, you you still are the monster because you engage somebody in an airport. Um, he's yelling. Lounge. He's yelling. He's yelling. Still, and matter. I had like, and it was a, it was, it was a six o'clock at night flight. Yeah, and yeah, I just, yeah. entire afternoon in New Orleans. So right. I had had a few. Make I just felt. Courage. I understand. Uh, I want to praise fucking LeBron. That is a uh, big time dude. move with that with that school. That's awesome. Shut up that and dribble. Very cool and should be should be way more in the news. Yep. Um, He's terrific, a good dude. Good Laker. And uh, this weekend, I fell down a Super Dave uh, rabbit hole on YouTube. I I love Bob Einstein. Oh, so fucking funny. And he had some jokes, and I feel like I just want to. I never remember jokes. And I just want to have one in me. So I just want to tell it so I can. Yeah. T- but he just had like a million jokes that he tells, but it was a good one. So these two guys are drinking in a bar and the one guy just vomits all over himself. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. My wife is going to kill me. If she sees that the guy's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just say somebody else vomited on you. And here we'll put $10 in your front pocket. And you can say, he even offered to pay for my dry cleaning. And so, sure enough, the guy comes home and the wife, it goes ballistic. I told you not to drink so much. How dare you? You do this all the time. And he goes, honey, honey, honey. Another guy vomited on me and he put $10 in my front pocket. You can check. And she reaches into his front pocket, pulls out a 20. She goes, there's 20 here. And he goes, oh, yeah, he also shit my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually recall that joke. I oh, so good. Uh, Super <laughs> Dave in that joke. Yeah, he he is a genius. He's so funny. He used to, I know he used to come on Letterman all the time, but he used to have his own show or he was part of a show. I think the host was like John Biner and it was like a, it was like a HBO or Showtime but he had show. But he had a Super Dave show. Yeah, yeah. He had his own where show. He liked, where he like did all these stunts and would always just come down to a dummy just getting completely right. mangled. Yes. It was like a, you know, a, what do you call it? Uh, evil King Evil. Yeah. 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 He's the best. Nothing ever went Super Dave's way, which was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Is that it? That's it. Um, While we were out. So before we left, or I mean, we didn't leave. There was a show last week. Oh, and we even played it on some guy called in. Oh, yeah. He um, 
he was concerned about our guest Jason Stewart's fuckability. And so we, we, he, he was like, has that guy ever been laid? And it was like, you know, he was, he was kind of, he was kind of ragging on our guy, Jace too, but he was, he, I think we were not, not overly effusive in our praise of the, of the voicemailer, but for some reason, I guess, cause we played the same voicemail two weeks in a row, maybe he was, embo- yeah. he was emboldened. <laughs> Oh yeah, he reach out again. He was active over a couple a day spread on the voicemail, and at in one of them, he's like, "I was hoping you'd pick up." It's not a. It's oh. not a fucking man. <laughs> it's like the bad phone. Yeah, it's not like a man. Blind. It's a Google Voice number, dude. Like, I don't like. You just. If somebody leaves one, it goes in my email, and then I listen to Baller it. Baller right? lifestyle. How can I help right? you? Like I'm not. It's, you're not calling my actual phone. Like that's crazy. That's uh, amazing. Uh, but he left. He left several, and I and I appreciate that, um, Manuel in Gardena. Um, but I'm just unfortunately I'm not at liberty to play each and every two minute voicemail that you left, but. I will honor your effort by playing this one. Let's check out what Manuel and Gardena has to say. Big baller, shot caller, make ya holler, get ya dollars, podcast. What up? Hey, one last stop, man. Uh, glaring omission, uh, not only from uh, the recap of... Uh, Cinema classic fast times at Ridgemont High, but also on the silver screen during the movie, uh, glaring omission as in the parents. Where the hell were any of the parents for these kids? I mean, I know it was high school and I know it was the eighties and the, but come on, man, these kids took like latchkey kids to a whole new meaning. I mean, if Jennifer Jason Lee had any kind of dad or mom in her life, maybe she wouldn't have been such a raging skank. I mean, uh, Linda, you uh, know, uh, she was a slut slut. She That's all you can say about her. I mean, she was about as easy as old easy Eddie did, if you know what I mean. Hey-o. Well, hey, guys, uh, that was just one thing. I love the review, but... Uh, I always, that always kind of caught me, you know, a little bit in the back of the head. Yeah. Uh, where like, where the hell were the parents from Fast Time in Ridgemont High? <laughs> All right, man. Outro. Well, really good. I mean, they were, yeah. they were, they, he makes a good point. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call her a raging skank. I mean, she was a girl exploring she early had, 80s. She had some knowledge sexually, but she was, she was betrothed to her boyfriend, uh, Chuck in, in, uh, Doug in Chicago, working for the airlines in Chicago. No, he, called, O'Hare. He, he called, uh, what's, uh, Stacy, Stacy. Oh, I mean, right. She, she was, she was just trying to figure it she out. Was she, was, she was exploring, but I, hey, we all, we all have one that at least one that we regret in the bank. at. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we all have we all have a demon <laughs> that we'd like to get back. Yeah, some of us have a couple. Yeah, but, more than one. Um, um, but I, I, it's it's one of those things that 
it is kind of funny. It was like the Peanuts gang. There were no parents yeah. anywhere that that had to be intentional. But it is weird. There were there wasn't any. Oh wait, no, there was. It was uh, Damone's mom. Damone was the only guy who had a mom. Right, Damone had a mom. I think I, I, the the well, there was a picture. There was there a picture. There was of- a picture. Of, of Brad, yeah. Yeah. mom, mom, dad, like one of those Sears portraits, right? An Olin Mills yeah. style, yeah. I um, but see, this is it. It does strike as a sort of a weird tone that the parents went around. But for those of us that grew up in the eighties, um, parents did not interact with each other in the way that they do now, where it's like, hey, let me call, um you know, Tracy's mom and see what's up with the sleepover. Like I remember, right. There was a lot of those games. Yeah. I remember my parents like actively not wanting to meet with other parents. In fact, I was, I, uh, my, my buddy took me with him on like a family vacation and, uh, he, his parents like came over to give my parents the details and we lived around the block from each other and we were like best friends for years and our parents had never met. They'd never encountered each other before that moment. I remember being really nervous. Like, oh, do they have to come over? Like, I don't know. It was just, it was just uh, a different time. Like parents were not around back then. Like they are today. Right? No. And also the movie is, you're right. They weren't around, but also the movie is from a high school kid's perspective. Yes, exactly. And your parents, at least to me, they, they they were the least involved in my life as a as a high school kid. Like in terms of me wondering what they thought, like I cared more about what was up with my parents um, after high school and before high school. But during high school is the time that you're just starting to realize you want to be away from them. Yeah, yeah, you really want to separate yourself. Um, I'm waiting for that for my kids because some sometimes I, don't, I think I've told a story on this show before. I'll do things that they're that I think are cool, that I know are cool, that they're embarrassed by. For instance, when the cashier gives me my change at the grocery store, and I say, "Hey, thanks for that, Playboy," and my, both my kid, <laughs> we walk out of the Cringe. store, and both my kids are like, "Dad." <laughs> Playboy. And I'm like, what? No, he liked that. And they're like, no, he didn't like that. And I'm like, yeah, he did. Trust me. He liked it. And so they, it's, you know, they don't realize they're not cool enough to know what's cool yet, but they'll realize at some point that their dad's pretty cool, dude. I'm sure it's coming any day now. Yeah. Probably tomorrow. Um, some other people wanted to reach it. Thank you for that manual and feel free to leave. Oh, and he had he, a he, voicemail. He, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. One. Make yes. it good. He, what were some of his other points? He, he had, was. He, he had one about the Dodgers Orioles trade of Machado. Like this is this yeah. is just baseball. When your team is bad and you can't afford to pay your players, you trade them by the trade yeah, deadline. He's, he's getting ready to leave. Like he's not, he's going to be gone he, in a couple yeah, months. Too much. He goes. Oh, they fleeced him. Well, yes. Yeah. Machado's probably a Hall of Famer, but they they were going to lose him in two months. Yeah. So you just. Hope one of these minor leaguers work out. And like, guess what? The Dodgers are going to lose them in two months too. Like it's like unless it's they a, pay them a ton of money. Right, it's, like, it's the business yeah, of the game, right? And and you know I get it. Like my team's not good, but no. I I had nothing so to do with bad. them. And guess what? 
you had nothing to do with the Dodgers. Exactly it's just right. you, you hope your team does well, but you have nothing to do with your team. I will say this about the Orioles. Probably considering that the the Expos hat, the cap, the Expos cap is now defunct. Right. The Orioles probably have the best lid in the entire major leagues. I Couldn't mean, agree more. That is a a plus lid. Yeah, so iconic. It's the uh, it just got everything going for it. So and you can't take that away from them. You know. There you go. go we got hats. We got hats. Yeah, but feel free to like come come at us with your sport sporty sport sports talk because we'll hey we'll talk sports. This is a sports show. Um, it's a couple emails. More on Fast Times. Ballers, fantastic review of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I've been asking for a long time and worth the wait. Whoever played Ron Johnson had no business of complaining about being a quick comer. His face was just showing what it was like to to pop into a virgin. Uh. As the music ends, Uh. you see from across the dugout, he is still, Jesus, David, hammering uh, away at Stacy oh, as no. the scene ends. Also, Stacy had to have been adopted because when she said goodnight to her mom, the mom was 80 years old minimum when she kissed oh, her. Oh, was the mom? In- I, think I forgot. She, I think maybe for a brief moment. And I don't want Brian ups- upset. So one last thing. Yeah, the milk from behind the bar was odd, but Damone had a pretty pimp bar for anyone in their own bedroom. I would agree with that. Uh, great job, guys. Well, that is from David in Salt Lake, yeah? Uh, we love David on the show, but oh. just like his uh, spelling of T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E instead of T-H-E-I-R, he's a little bit confused. Ron Johnson wasn't wasn't complaining. It was Jackson Brown. Right. And it's because the second time they used that song, right. Mike Damone with the socks on yeah. most definitely oh, I didn't, goes out quick. I didn't really, I didn't really, I may, we may have brought it. I probably, br- I brought it up early on Yeah, because the first time they played that song, but it was, it was about the second time where they're just right. like, Tonight! and then it just stops. Yes. That's yeah. That that's what that's what Jackson Brown was pissed at. Not Ron Johnson's just happy that he was in a movie because I I'm pretty sure we haven't seen him since. The record scratch. Very. I mean, we should have done a six degrees of Jay Stew with Ron Johnson because oh. when we brought up uh, Mikey Scarantino, what's his name? Wait, wait. It's so, oh, Mike Tandino, Michael Tandino. We we were. Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, I wonder if this guy went on to play anybody else. And you're like, oh, glad you brought that up because he played Michael Tandino in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop. Cop. And Jay Stu's like, yeah. Also, he was a uh, bad guy number three when I in Murder at the Presidio, and it was like, holy shit, Jay Stu, such an iconic actor. He had actually done a fucking scene with Michael Tandino. Amazing. Okay, how old is Ron Johnson now? He his name is D.W. Brown. D.W. Brown. Well, he was he was playing twenty six in nineteen eighty two. Now I'll be honest, he was an old looking twenty six, and he also dropped a line that 
It may have been written for him. I don't know if he ad-libbed it or what, but he still said it, and it seemed to fit him. He said, you working hard or hardly working? And I've never heard anyone under the age of 53 drop that one. So I'm just going to split the difference. 53 minus 26 is what? 27. Wait. Yes. No, wait. What's the midpoint between 26 and 53? That would make him 44. I'm going to say he was 44 years old in 1982. How old was he? He was born in 1961. So he was 31. No, he was. No, he's 21. 21. Playing 26. Oh, man, he looked bad. Yeah, he actually looks pretty handsome and distinguished oh, right yeah, now. I'd fuck him. Oh, really? What's he, is he still acting? Is he working? Yeah, well, his he's in a t- TV series post production called Bad Escorts, which sounds like maybe it's a Cinemax. Cinemax, yeah, that could be a Cinemax type of thing. But hey, he was he was in the TV. He was in an episode of ER. He might have been like a dead patient. Yeah, I did the round. He was on. He was on Sledgehammer. Oh, fucking another iconic property. He, he played Joe's cousin, Bud Largo, on The Facts of Life. Yeah. Yeah, He's that's, done that's well. He's no law and orders? No, I don't. Oh, crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, well, he's iconic for one reason. And we determined, not a loud comer, but a stylish orgasm. I mean, really let you know he's enjoying his... Evacuation. Okay, another one. Ballers, what was it like going through your sexual prime in the 90s when everyone was freaked out about getting the HIV and other STDs? In, and then in, as if I need to be told this, in bracketed, in parenthesis, he has pronounced HIV as a word, not an acronym. Yeah, I lived yeah. here. I lived the nineties, buddy. We we we've been there. Did you did people even have sex back then? Thanks. That's from Ryan in the Bay. Um few and far between and you uh, and you were required to double and triple rap and chicks were not even playing back then. <laughs> like at all. Right. I, I would say for me, I, I I mean, I there were some drunken hookups, but yeah, when it got down to business People got real serious quickly. Yeah, yeah. it was a serious time. And um, I remember getting, you know, thinking things were happening. And then suddenly, suddenly they weren't. Yeah, they weren't happening. And I I blame one guy, Magic Johnson. Right. He kind of fucked us there. And it- he fucked us and literally every solid gold dancer. <laughs> um, and also not just the the AIDS era. It was also the flannel era, which which was unfortunate. It was a, it was a tough era. Yeah, <laughs> tough era. I mean, some of the music was all right, but not a good not a good fashion era. Also, the era of bodysuits, the fashion accessory that a chick would wear. She'd wear this, and it would look like she was wearing a yeah. t- tank top tucked in. But then there were snaps. <laughs> yeah, but then and then she would have her guest jeans. Or, yeah, mostly guest jeans pulled up. It was the high-waisted jeans look back then. So you're right. like, oh, she's got a tucked-in shirt. And you're like, 
you trying know to reach in there. You know what's going to happen is I'm I'm going to grab a little titty right here. So you go to pull up the shirt and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And it turns out that fucking thing was clamped at the crotch. There was actual snaps directly under her pussy where her shirt oh, closed wow. around her yeah. entire body. Okay there. You you could you could well, I don't know I don't know another word for it. You, <laughs> you couldn't undo her you shirt said underneath because it was okay. it was yeah. snapped closed in the puss puss department. Very <laughs> oh, very man. very difficult. Ed, yeah, I, do you recall having encounters with bodysuits back in the nineties? I did in high school when I was just I was just yeah. trying to get I was just trying to get some breasts, and I remember hooking up with a girl in a. I mean, hooking up like kissing, and then thinking, "All right, I can get in here." And yeah. when you start to go for it, it looks like you're going all the way down, and you get yeah. the you get the yeah. handcuffs. What's you're you're locked here? out of there. Yeah. What are you doing? It's like, well, yeah. I was just reaching for the bottom of the shirt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was because there's bases. You got to right. go through the bases. I just wanted. I just wanted to go to second, and you had to go to third to get to second yeah. in the bodysuit. You don't make contact and run straight up over the pitcher's yeah. mound and, yeah. st- and stop at second base. You go, you got you got to round first. You know, in the early to mid nineties, you had to run over the pitcher's mound. Exactly. Yeah. There was, there was no other way. There was no other way. <laughs> Out of the way, pitcher. Uh, thank you that. Thank you for that, Ryan in the Bay, and I appreciate you. But one- Recognizing that difficult time. Yes, Ed. One thing about, uh, I remember getting out of college and within a year or two, all of a sudden Britney Spears and, and like dressing like very provocatively was in hit me baby, and flannel was out. But what was she, what was she saying? Ed hit me baby one more time. Cause she was 16 and she was in high school at the time. Right. And a proud virgin, but, but she was dressed very scantily clad and that ushered in. And I remember right away the the dress code of women or girls yeah, changed, changed things loosened. So up. We were, we were really in the middle of flannel. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah, it was, it was too late for us. And speaking of everybody having a Mike Damone in their past, imagine poor, Britney Spears, all she's been through, the drugs. Now there's a lot of people that think that because she's under conservatorship by her family, you know, she doesn't have access to her own money. She's essentially she's just roll. She's just making so much money. Yeah, right and now. they force her to go out there and work. And there's a lot of um, uh, fancy sauce follows this woman on Instagram who's like a Britney Spears truther that has all these theories on and she's got, she uses, she, these are evidence-based theories that she comes up with that her parents control her. Her dad is in control of her um, life and she, they only allow her certain foods. She can't call down for room service unless her dad approves it. She can't write a check, all these things. And that she's out there making money for people. But the point is, and so she, she's being forced to, to work to, because she's not in control of her own life. But of all the things she regrets, you'd have to think, looking back, she had that pristine, untouched flower and the first person she lets defile it 
Is that was that Kfed? No, was that Cretan Justin Timberlake with his fucking uh, teased perm and his fucking dancing to the camera and smiling and like, ha ha, woo, look at me, I can dance, woo, I'm Justin Timberlake, where's the camera? Let me look at a camera right now because I can't look away. I'm Justin Timberlake, woo. Fuck that guy. Fuck that douche. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for you, Brittany. Sorry you had to go through that. Well, that's probably why she shaved off her hair. Yeah, exactly. It was she was trying to she was trying to scrape away the thought, the memory of that from inside her brain. And speaking of that, mm-hmm. I go. I was in the I was at the gym the other day, and there's like mm-hmm. at my gym there's like a um, basketball like league that runs in the gym. It's you know they have like. They have like squash and racquetball tournaments sure. and stuff. And yeah, they, yeah. And there's a basketball league. And I was in the gym the other day. I was leaving and some guys were finishing their basketball game. And it was like league night or whatever. And they were all um, talking shit on each other because none of them play any defense. They're like, dude, I don't think you even ever came past the three-point line. And the, and the other guy's like, well, why the fuck would I do that? Like, it's just give me the outlet pass and I'll be going the other way with it. Like they were, they were all really bragging about how little defense they played. And I got to say, a lot of respect for that. There's not much. I respect less than the guy who really tries hard in co-ed softball. Like you don't, you're not trying to leg out a triple. You could pull a hammy. Like you, you put some good wood on it and you just ease up with a nice, soft trot into second base. You don't go hard in adult sports leagues, right, Ed? Well, I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But playing a little defense, not not playing, mm. elbowing people in the face, but it's not it's not the end of the world to do a little defense. I mean, a little bit. You, I mean, you go, you may, might run with the guy, kind of get your hands up, but I'm not, I'm not, right. you know, I'm not like grabbing a jersey. No, no, no. I'm just talking about putting a hand in his face. Yeah. Don't like, don't get clowned every right, right. time he's got the ball. Um, now we've done lots of stories about lots of sad individuals, but I, I honestly think this is the biggest bitch we've ever done a story about. So there was a guy playing pickup hoops at an L.A. fitness gym in Sterling, Virginia. Oh, L.A. fitness is that they should call that um, just off parole fitness. Oh, yeah. If you go to L.A. fitness, I think you get out, you get out of uh, L.A. County jail and they they give you a bus pass. They give you 30 bucks and a change of clothes and they give you a lifetime membership to LA fitness. Now I don't know how it is in, in the, in Fairfax, Virginia, but I imagine it's pretty similar. Go on. Okay. Well, there was a guy who was a recipient of a hard pick. And so what does he do? He called the cops Whoa. and I'm going to let you guess there. This incident involved a white guy and a black guy. I'm going to let you guess which one called the cops, the white guy or the black guy. Well, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna guess. <laughs> Go out on the limb. I'm going. I'm going with Occam's razor here. I'm going with what <laughs> I've I've seen before, predicting what I will see in the future. I'm gonna just wager a guess that it was the white guy that called the cops on the black guy. Bingo. Yeah. Um, and we are lucky enough to know kind of what happened because. Somebody posted the exchange on Instagram so everyone could see this guy. Oh, I like that. 
Um, and here's the quote under the picture of a cop talking to the parties involved. Everyone at the gym and dude in the black with hands folded falls from a hard pick. He gets up, tells everyone he's going to call the police and walks out, leaving everyone in the gym confused. We thought he was joking till we saw a buddy at the front desk on the phone really calling the police. Sobbing emoji. Shooting sleeves, which is the other guy. He kind of looks like a Carmelo Anthony look. Um, shooting sleeves well, was guy, not the one who called. Well, that guy should, that guy should go to jail though. For, he's wearing <laughs> shooting sleeves in a pickup game. Like that's, he's, he's obviously guilty of something. Go on. Yeah. Well, the cop finally comes and bring it, brings him out of the gym to talk like it was an elementary school fight. You could tell he was blown because his time was wasted. Cop leaves and we are we are still left wondering why. Now, when Deadspin followed up, they found out some more details about the incident. And here's a quote from a guy who was there. He had pushed him in the back before, so he got hit with a hard screen at the top of the key and flew to the ground and got up and walked out the door. He went to the front desk and called the cops. So this guy had delivered a hard foul, then got picked, and then called the cops. What a bitch. So, Brian, when... Are we, when and what penalty are we going to have to start doing for all these white people calling the cops for no reason? Well, I think the public shame is enough. I think that this well, is... Well, it's good when they're losing their jobs, but... Yeah. I mean, how about... I'm sure Fancy's got the story of Bing Rames getting guns pulled on him in his own home. Like... Yeah. People are just calling the cops. I, well, I assume it always happened. I assume it always happened and just social media is starting to make us aware, but... Yeah. Wait, there has to be a penalty for just calling the cops for no reason. In in all these people's defense, um, black people are very scary, obviously. So <laughs> it's, you gotta, if you see a black person, call a cop because you just don't know what they're up to. Um, I think I this is I think though this is one the, one of those ones where the crowd will get its justice. Like if you, if this happens to you and everyone, you know, sees this on the internet and knows like this guy's kids know he's a bitch. This guy's, you know, fiance's probably gave him back the ring. Like it's like, it, <laughs> and to your point, he, he was playing too hard. He knocked somebody down right before that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a hard player that wants to take his ball and go home. Like the whole calling of the cops, like, just leave. Like it was, if it's so bad, like if the game got too rough for you. Yeah. And go, what's, what's criminal about it that he's black and you're white. And I just don't even get it. I just don't even understand how, how these it's, guys rationalize, but I will say this, that the, that the, the wisdom of crowds will prevail in these types of situations. Yeah, I hope so. Um, now let's go to a story about, um, uh, other bitches, uh, sports writers. And, and commenters. Yes. Uh, there was lots of buzz last week when it was discovered that 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo had dinner with porn actress Kiara Mia. Sporting news writer Michael McCarthy wrote about how some dipshits discussed it on one of those dumb debate shows. Jimmy G-String. That was the mocking moniker used by Fox Sports 1's Jason Whitlock about Jimmy Garoppolo this week after the 49ers quarterback date with adult film, film star Kiara Mia. As Whitlock's on-air colleagues chortled, the co-hosts of All Takes Matter warned Garoppolo 26 made a mistake in stepping out with the 41-year-old star of the Kim Kardashian porn parody keeping up with Kiara Mia. Um, then he goes on uh, 
Whitlock, he's freaky side, a real freaky side. It's going to be like, is he distracted? Does he have some kind of addiction issue? Is he Tiger Woods? If he doesn't play well, all these questions are going to be asked. Then McCarthy turned to some self-proclaimed brand reputation doctor named Mike Paul. And this is what I want that job. Yeah, this is what Paul said. Given the two-year controversy over NFL players kneeling in protests of social injustice during the national anthem, Paul doubts the league also wants to rub Garoppolo's adult film star in the faces of family values-oriented fans who view pornography as unsavory at best. What's to stop an opportunistic producer from rushing out a parody video of the quarterback and porn star a la Breast Side Story or The Sopornos? Or a condom marketer running an ad campaign bragging its products will help a man score a touchdown. You've already put your reputation, your team's reputation, and the league's reputation at risk. Brian, one question. What year is it? Um, Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, these guys need some bullshit to talk about, so they bullshit. But I will say this. If you're going to slam a porn star, and I would support anybody that wants to do that, Sure. Don't pick the sloppiest porn star I think I've ever seen. And also, uh, obviously, porn star, we use that term a little bit loosely. It's a a bit of a joke. Yeah. You know, right? But I mean, I had to Google this chick. I never heard of this chick. And I like to keep up, you know, I like to keep an eye on (laughs) talent, some some of the scouting porn stars. Like, if he, if, if he had, if, if it was like, Jimmy Garoppolo has dinner with a porn star and that porn star was like one of the ones like Lana Rhodes. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with her work, Ed? No, I, I think most of what I look at is, is of the amateur variety. Oh, I like amateur too. I like amateur too. There's actually there's a lot of the amateur, there's like amateur chicks. Or if it's Pornhub amateur that are like also professional, like they're professional amateur Chicks? It might not be amateur. Yeah, they might not be amateur, but they're not. They're not like names. The the point is is don't like if you if you want to get with a like real freaky chick like that, which I get, they're out there. But go go for like the highest level talent, not like not like some chick that's on a cam. And then don't get played by somebody that's way more strategic than you. By by having her take you somewhere in L.A. where she lives, where she knows that the paparazzi hang out. Like you're the more well-known dude in the relationship. You want to slam a porn star like a lot of these guys do that. That's fine. You take her somewhere low-key like in your hometown or where, you know, where there's not reporters taking pictures. If, <laughs> if you want to slam a porn star, I'm cool with that. Like I support you in, in doing that. But A – Aim higher to be kind of smart about it, Jimmy. Well, beyond the, I know these guys have nothing to talk about, but I happened to be in a hotel last week. And when you don't have a DVR and there's just time where you're watching TV, I, I watched some of these shows and these guys were really, yeah, well, what, what's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? What, what do you mean? What's going to happen? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, I do like that where they're like, oh, he's not, he should be, have his nose in a playbook. Right. Like, it's like, yeah. Like, yeah. He shouldn't be on Twitter. He should be practicing football. Right. Like Peyton Manning likes pussy too. Like, Does he love football? Yeah. Just, Does he love football? Yeah, like he only loves football because you only see him loving football. Uh, Peyton Manning was in a lot of commercials. Like yeah, couldn't he and have been I know. studying his playbook? 
I'll tell you what, I know a guy who was on one of those commercial shoots with Peyton Manning. Yeah, said he's a good and dude. I know I know some production assistants had to be asked had to ask off the job because Peyton Manning loves getting grabby and oh. creepy. Oh no. Allegedly. Allegedly. This is alleged. Allegedly. Alleged. alleged. In, um unless you're unless you're that one uh, physical trainer that he gave an atomic sit up at back at, at uh, <laughs> which is very fucked up at, at UT. Right. Um, not not something not something that I'm gonna say should define the rest of his life, but definitely don't think the Vols should give him a standing ovation for that atomic sit up. <laughs> and um, I I am certainly not an ageist. Uh, I I enjoy mature women, and I oh, yeah. enjoy the company. I yeah. enjoy the company of somebody in their forties. However, yeah. uh, when it comes to porn stars, I I don't know if I want somebody who's taken that many decades yeah. of of work. The thing is, is like you see you see a chick, and it's like her first porn, and you're like, oh, this chick's pretty cute. And then six months later, you're like, holy. Fuck! What happened yeah. to her? Like it's it's porn ages you a lot more than the presidency. It's the, the porn. It really doesn't work on you. Yeah, it's the it's the iceberg slim story that Dave Chappelle recounts in one of his Netflix specials. Like you only have so much of that in you to do. So if you've been <laughs> at it a long time, it, it you will be much the worse for wear. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, okay, what else is going on? All right, so a 37-year-old Connecticut man named Jeffrey Jacobs was arrested last weekend for impersonating 78-year-old Boston Bruins owner Jeremy Jacobs. Police said Jeffrey Jacobs, 37, lied about his identity to curry favor with a tree service company after a tree fell on his home on Drum Hill Road during a storm last year. The tree company's owner, who told police he was an avid Bruins fan, was enticed to come out to the home in the middle of the storm and later billed the $5,100 job to Jeremy Jacobs, the actual owner of the Bruins. The impersonator was arrested after people started to realize it probably wasn't a billionaire living on Drum Hill Road in Wilton, Connecticut. Now, now Brian, is there a lower bar for fraud than roof repair? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like These guys are big Bruins fans. He's like, Bruins fan? Guess what? I'm the owner. Yeah. Just send it, send it to the arena. Who's like, who's who's gonna buy that? That's pretty good. You're the owner. Who's, What's going on on Drum Hill Road? Like, like I don't. I know that Phil Anschutz owns the Kings, my team, the LA Kings, and but he's kind of a recluse, and I think he's kind of a little guy with a beard. But I wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. So if but if somebody told me. If somebody that like lived a couple blocks from me was like, "Hey, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm Phil Anschutz." I'd be like, "Hmm, well, what? this isn't like, aren't you a billionaire? Like, what's just a regular billionaires house. have really big homes? Yeah. They have like giant homes. Yeah, I just, I just don't feel if like it, you're the if actual- billionaires. Yeah, if a billionaire's roof caves in, it's gonna be more than a fifty-one hundred dollar job. <laughs> That's for sure. And just so that's so Boston to like say you're the Bruins. <laughs> like you, right. you own the Bruins. Like only only in Boston would that happen. Yeah. So wow, that's a wicked cool job. Ed this was making the rounds this week, and I'm I'm embarrassed that I had to click a link at some point because I saw people on Twitter 
talking about a, a two Pretty word amazing. phrase that I'd never heard before. <laughs> Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> My buddy said, if he ever gets a boat, that's going to be the name of it. Oh, that's so good. That'd be the best name ever. That's so funny. <laughs> it's a perfect boat name. Yes, it is. Bigfoot erotica. Um, well, when I saw it, I was hoping that it was, um, Bigfoot from the Howard Stern show, but oh, yeah. <laughs> fortunately it was it's me. It is. It's me. It was the actual Bigfoot. Apparently there's some guy here. I'll just read the story. Bigfoot may not be real, but the mythical monster has become a focus of a heated congressional race in Virginia. Democratic nominee, Leslie, it's spelled Cockburn, but I've heard that name pronounced Coburn before. I feel like people take yeah. the cock out of it, so I'm just going to assume Coburn, who I read in a different thing is the mother of Olivia Wilde. What? Super hot actress, yeah. Uh, Democratic nominee Leslie Coburn has accused Denver Riggleman a guy who Coach Finstock obviously would not play cards with. Her Denver. <laughs> her Republican <laughs> foe oh. of being a, quote, devotee of Bigfoot erotica. Quote, this is not what we need on Capitol Hill, Coburn tweeted Sunday, along with a photo of a censored Bigfoot that allegedly came from Riggleman's Instagram account. And you got to see the picture because it's, uh, it's like a bad sketch. It looks like a high school sketch drawing of like big John stud looking oh. guy. It's hey, like, hang on. Yeah. I heard some, it's heard some, yeah, yeah. it was either bacon sizzling or a sink running. There's a lot of noise here. Suddenly, suddenly a lot of noise here <laughs> in the ball lifestyle headquarters studios. Uh, but it's got his giant, it's got his giant Bigfoot dong censored out. It's really worth checking out. Um, the caption for the photo read cover habit for hashtag mating habits of Bigfoot almost complete. I hide nothing in this magnificent tome. Don't erase the censor box. <laughs> Another photo posted by. I gotta say that Bigfoot in that picture is ripped. Yeah, it's. An interesting picture. Uh, got no neck. He's got great abs, and he's got a long penis. Yeah, long ass cock. Another photo posted by Coburn on Twitter shows Riggleman's head superimposed on Bigfoot's body. She was really having a lot of fun with this, with the private parts once again blocked off. Um, and in an interview, Riggleman said he doesn't actually believe in Bigfoot. He just writes books about it, but said it would be cool. Quote. Cool to chat with him. <laughs> I'd love to pander to Bigfoot believers, but I'm skeptical, he said. Um, Riggleman's Instagram account has been made private, but he said that the posts are a joke played on him by his military pals. So he blames it on his military. Because all your military buddies are A, on Instagram and to have access to your Instagram account. But this guy did write some kind of book about uh, Bigfoot, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, Ed, Daily's Choice. Hold on. Oh. We got to do a Daily's Choice. We've seen the outline of Bigfoot's <laughs> dong. 
Davy's choice, it's the choice I make. Davy's choice, watch me shiver while you shake. For those of you who are not familiar with the game, it's been a while since we played it. Daily's Choice is a game where we, where Ed Daly is confronted at a urinal. On either side of him are two well-known celebrities. He's got only a brief moment to look and check out one of their dongs. Ed Daly's Choice, Bigfoot. Or the Tokalosh. Oh, for those of you not familiar, I mean, everybody knows Bigfoot. The Tokalosh is a South African rascal who's like a sort of like a troll. He's he's a little guy, but he sneaks into your house in the middle of the night and he sexes your wife in her sleep with his massive hog and makes it so that you can never please your wife again. Because she's been touched by the massive wand of the Tokolosh, Ed, which is a good But it's like be, a third leg for the Tokolosh, right? He's a little guy. Yeah, he's a little guy, but he's got a huge dong. Which is it going to be, Ed? Bigfoot or the Tokolosh? Mm. On one hand, Tokolosh is known for ruining women. But I think part of it is because he's very, he's very violent. Um, I gotta think Bigfoot is, is just gentle, substantial. Gentle I, I'm going, yeah, I'm going, I'm going Bigfoot. Well, Bigfoot also, it's a more of an ease of entry for you. Tokolosh, he's gonna, he's so little. I think he's only like three something. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, he's got something serious, but I think there's a lot, he's got some teeth and claws. Yeah. I think he ruins wives, not just from right. the mem. I think I think Bigfoot is proportional and serious. And I'm looking at a Daily Sun headline: Tokolosh tracker in my bum. Yeah. Oh, whoa! Oh, the Tok the Tokolosh has stepped goes, his game up. Yeah, backdoor top shelf. Wow, interesting. Very interesting to know. Wow. Um, He's not interested in procreation. I, I would say, though, that, that Bigfoot, he's like nine feet tall. So you just like glance Dang. just a little to the left and you're going to be eye to dick with that guy. Like it's just it's just going to be there. You you wouldn't even be able to avoid it. It's it's against Daly's choice. You don't even have a choice. You're looking over and just, there's just dick everywhere. Yep. Agreed. Ed, this one comes out of jolly old England. Um, there's this guy, I'll read you the headline. People keep trying to have sex with this pensioner's hedge. (laughs) There's, you'd be like, you're thinking, why does, why do people keep trying to fuck this guy's hedge? For some strange reason, a lot of people are trying to have sex with this pensioner's hedge. Well, it could have something to do with it being trimmed into the shape of a giant naked woman. And it is, in fact, it's, this guy's got it. He's cut this topiary to look kind of like a statue of a broad. It's got those like ski jump titties. Oh, 
like this the 60s yeah pinup yes, girl yes look. exactly like those kinds that kind of go down and then whoop go, get perky the banana loopers yeah it's not nothing wrong with those and she's even i don't know if he's dressed her up just for the picture or if this is how she looks normally but it's um she's got a pearl necklace on and i don't know nope. i'm not 100% sure cuz she's not wearing any other clothing she doesn't have, he's, got, like, he's got an Audrey Hepburn fantasy. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't have any. She's not wearing eyeglasses. She's not doesn't have a skirt. It's just the necklace that she's wearing. Um, the fa- that fact hasn't stopped its owner, reti- retired art teacher Keith Tyson, from being rather fed up with their drunken antics. The eighty-four-year-old says he has been continually woken up in the early hours of the morning. <laughs> By quote, low lifes trying to straddle his bush, which he <laughs> named Gloria after a local prostitute. Mr. Tyson from Sheffield, South Yorkshire, has been carefully trimming the hedge into the shape of Gloria since 2005. He said, You get drunks, publicly undressed, and having fun with her in the middle of the night. I've been awakened many times, mainly by men, and sometimes also by women. Whoa. Messing about with her and making a lot of hysterical noises. Unfortunately, this picture, this uh, story features a picture of uh, Mr. Tyson, and it is... Not he's got some, something I would recommend. <laughs> he's got some high waisted pants. Yeah, he looks he looks kind of like um, a little Nimoy ish. Yes, yeah, he looks like N- Leonard Nimoy crossed with Sir Ian McKellen crossed yes. with like an extra chromosome. <laughs> yeah, like, there's there's something a little bit off here. Yeah, there's some. Like, he looks like the kind of guy. That would be really into his prostitute-shaped hedge. <laughs> He's got a bustle in his hedgerow. Um, Ed, who is the bigger monster? Or no, better question. Do you think people are molesting this guy's foliage because it's the only time they'll ever get to fuck an actual bush? Speaking of the nineties, I, I will. What nineties uh, bush like Gavin Rossdale? Are you talking about? Um, that's not. That's not what I was thinking of. That actually is that is nineties bush. My least favorite kind of nineties bush. <laughs> um, there's a lot. First of all, this this guy is he's a monster because their their neighborhood and he he really. I had to re-look at the picture. I couldn't remember. It wasn't that he... It's not shaped to have pearls. He actually puts pearls on a naked hedge. Yeah. Um, he's asking for the drunken pictures. Now, for people to show up and pretend, but if somebody is actually putting their penis inside yeah. shrubs, yeah. That's, that's beyond drunkenness. That's, that's something really disturbing. Um, yeah, I, I do, I do wonder the mental, just, just, it, it's gotta be the worst to live next to somebody 
who wants to be creative with their hedges. Like the Rand Paul story we, totally. we did. You don't want to be near somebody who's a little too into their yard. Um, a hundred percent agree with you. Anybody that's real into their lawn, their, um, Ivy. Right there. What about that stuff? That's like grows in clumps. I feel like you don't see that anymore, but back in the day, like every block would have one guy that grows this kind of lawn. That's like, Big clumps. They all kind of. Oh look, yeah. They look like um like kind of like Muppets all growing out of the lawn. Like what happened to those lawns? Because that guy had a deal. Like what was up with choosing that as your kind of lawn? You couldn't even fucking mow that. You'd have to like trim it with scissors. I yeah. I assume it's it's uh, hedge trimmers or maybe a weed whacker. But you, there's no lawnmower going on that stuff. No, definitely not. You could not go across I the lawn. Think, like that. I think I remember when I was reading about. The Earl of Sandwich, the guy who invented sandwiches. Yeah. Um, he was a gambling – he was a degenerate, and the reason why sandwiches were invented is because he wanted to hold his dinner instead of, like, stopping gambling. Uh, he wanted – he wanted to, also but he was, could potentially hide a card in there. Oh, true. Yeah. But, but yeah, he didn't want to be separated from gambling. Right. But I heard his other deal Uh-oh. was he had like penis shaped hedges and stuff like that. He was, shut up. He was for real. I feel like his, his real last name was Montague, like from Shakespeare. But, right. but, uh, he, the Earl of Sandwich was a real weirdo like this dude. Um, um, yeah. I think, I think if you're doing a, if you're making a hedge like this, I don't endorse anybody anybody putting their penis into sticks and leaves, but you're asking for drunken people to come up and take pictures pretending to have sex. Because when I was 19, if I walked by that thing after being at the bar, I absolutely would have taken a picture of pretending to have sex with that thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I would have like taken a picture of myself giving it an atomic sit up. <laughs> Peyton Manning. Yeah. doesn't even wait for the hedges. Like there would be – I mean it's it's one of those things. Like they're near where I live. There's this fucking pizza place that has painted on its – the side of its wall like a uh, um, set of wings and like angel's wings. Okay. okay. And every time I drive by, some basic bitch is having her picture taken in front of it for her Instagram. Like it's like they painted it there for a reason, and it's pretty smart because everyone every day, several people are taking a picture from those wings and posting it, and that that's getting your location put out there into the social media world, and probably drawing more people to come. Get, take a picture with your stupid fucking wings and get a slice. And um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so imagine if you had a fucking topiary like that where you could like get like stand up and make it look like it's blowing you or you're like doing 69 with it or something. I feel like it is a very, very grammable spot. I feel like if you and I were better searchers we would be able to find this guy's location like 
like whatever they call that chick Gloria, the prostitute in South Yorkshire, topiary. And I bet you there's lots of pictures of people fucking it. And that's mostly what scary Ian McKellen. (laughs) Yeah, I really, I know people are going to be curious who haven't heard this story before. They're going to want to search for this, but the hedge is one thing, but you're going to be forced to look at this (laughs) scary McKellen Nimoy hybrid. Um, Just his eyes alone will haunt you. Totally. And now if, if you had to have sex with some kind of flora and or fauna. Okay. I would um, think that um, moss, like some type of peat, not That's peat, a- but like that real soft kind of moss. That is a good choice. I was going to say just kind of weeping willow, something very soft. I wasn't thinking about moss, but yeah, that. Yeah, or like a, some, like flowers, like like rose petals or but, just like the petals of something. But these these hedges, I mean, you can look at it. This would not be something you want your penis to go into. No, I'd, I'd, I'd rather fuck a cactus or penis. <laughs> yeah, it looks very painful. Venus flytrap or something. But ultimately, fuck this guy. He's a real clown. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, let's see here. We're, we've got Kate coming up in a minute here, but let's see. Let's do an email. Okay. Hey, guys. My libido is plummeting. Years of hardcore porn addiction has finally rendered my dong unusable. What steps should I take to fix my sexual dysfunction? That is from Johnny and Reno. Ed, very serious. Johnny, Johnny, we are are at a critical stage here. Uh, The first thing... You gotta you gotta ease up on the porn because if if that's if that's yep. satisfying you to that level, it's it's a real bad idea to be doing watching that much porn. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like well, I would want to know. We we need some answers here because is the porn still working? Like, is I get you that your libido's plummeted because of all the porn, but even but now, can you even like? get yourself going via the porn? Cause it sounds like you can't, right? Um, I mean, libido, if we're talking about an ED issue. Oh, right. You're right. So yeah. He's, he's, no, no. But libido doesn't necessarily mean ED. No, it doesn't. Um, it means he might, which is pretty cool. Even, my name, my name means erectile. ED, this, this yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but he's probably not even interested in his hardcore porn. But anymore. libido makes me think, or he's just content with porn and he's not interested in pursuing sex. Yeah. Um, which, you know, if you're satisfied with that scenario, I don't know. Did he say he's married or single? Because if you're satisfied with the scenario and you're single, I, I guess it's not the end of the world. But if you're, if you just only want to be looking at porn it's kind of closing off a real important part of life. Big time. Um, so I would say ease up on the porn. If it's 
an ED issue, well, maybe it's just talk to a doctor. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a it's just something. Just like I let off the show saying, "Don't make fun of Michael J. Fox." Sometimes it's just it's something that happens to guys. So. Right. I don't think. No, I think you're right on the libido thing. And I w- I'm going to take a step further. You need to talk to a couple different people. One, you need to t- talk to your doctor. B, you need to talk to your therapist. You need to, to get a therapist. You need to go have a conversation with somebody. I, the guy I go to, he's he's an addiction guy, and he's he's treated a lot of people for this porn addiction, and he says it is a gnarly, gnarly thing, and that people it 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 does desensitize people to the extent that you're experiencing, Johnny. And it's a, something you got to go cold fucking Turkey from, and you need to get somebody that can help you and give you some steps that you can take to get off that shit. Because it's also sounds like further, you might be a little depressed, buddy. And a lot of times, it sounds like a real rut, right? A lot of times people get into this place in life and they, the porn is not for a, the sexual aspect of it it's for the fucking dopamine rush that you get from it it's just like any other drug you use it because it makes you feel better it makes you it helps you escape the way you're feeling at that moment because it releases chemicals into your brain and it sounds like it's not doing that anymore and it might be that you need more either pharmaceutical help or talk therapy or maybe it is a physical thing but the point is, it's a serious thing, and you should go talk to an expert about it, Johnny. Um, one one thing along the the porn ranks, your your son is a little further along than mine. Oh, um, that is that is something that I do wonder. It's one thing to have the sex talk, but I didn't grow up with internet porn. And I saw some. I saw some porn at my friend's house. Yep. You know, but I was out there. It was out there. It was out there, but not not how it's just. If if I'm a boy coming of age, that's going to be an everyday part of my life. Yeah, it's (laughs) it it still occupies a you know a decent percentage of my life, Um, and that's going to be some real confusing shit. It's tough. Like it's. It's got to be a weird thing because you you do need your boy or I mean I guess girls I don't know I've never heard a girl watching but no. um but you need your boy to know that that's not that's not it that's not the way it the goes. The thing is is because you can't deny access to it. You know it's like they're gonna find a way. Right. There's just right. no way you can keep them from it. I'm. I remember in a very uncomfortable conversation with my dad, but probably necessary. He said when he was a kid, he got the, if you, if you masturbate, you go blind routine. It works. And it was so shameful and everything. And he said like, he felt all kinds of guilt and stuff. And it was real awkward hearing my dad talk about it, but at least I knew it was something that was okay yeah. On one level, yeah. but it's it's really 
But porn that's out there, if I was just coming of age, I think this would be a really awkward, terrible. Oh, it, and also because it, <clears throat> it's not real. No. That's not real sex. It's it's sex for the camera. And like broads don't want to be choked on your dong. Like, or this to spit sometimes. Yes. Not that I not that I want to watch those yes. those things, but it comes up sometimes and you're like, what? I'm so anti-spitting. It's so disgusting. I don't want to see anybody's genitals get spit on. And for the most part, like chicks don't want their nipples tweaked real hard and squeezed. Right. And they don't want to be like murder fucked, like slammed. <laughs> yeah, but if you didn't if you didn't have any basis you right. you would be very confused by all that. It is you're right because real sex is so much about the woman's pleasure, the female's orgasm, and pornography. That's not that doesn't even happen. Like it's not. It just doesn't even show that aspect of it. It's. Very oftentimes, that's why I can't watch most porn because very oftentimes it looks like the chick is in distress and that is, does not work for me. And you don't want a young person thinking that is what sex is supposed to be like. Right. Um, thanks for making me think about that, Ed. I was luck, <laughs> luckily my kid's like, rolling. he's like kind of a nerd and he's got, nerd yeah, mine is friends. too. Yeah. My 10 my, my year old is too, yeah. but I'm just saying it's it's not that far along. I mean, it's not that far away. So yeah, no, I know it's something that it's just you. You don't want to have that conversation, but you kind of do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I will have that conversation, and it's like I'm. I avoid the conversation because I don't want to like turn them on to porn. But you know, like I go to a regular movie with him, and if there's like a kissing scene or anything kind of like remotely sexual, he is like looking away. He's not there with it, not into it. Or maybe it's just cause I'm near. Um, but I haven't had to cross that bridge yet. I think I told you the time I went to the movie theater and watched witness next to my mom. Uh, yeah. There's a rape in that movie. That Well, the Kelly McGill is, uh, sex scene yeah. it wasn't a rape oh, but it was yeah. a lot going on and it's yeah. i gotta i gotta say that wasn't one of the top five worst moments in my life i mean i've i was an adult when this happened oh grandma we've, we've talked about my beloved grandmother rest in peace and maybe for people that are new to the show <laughs> i could tell the story again but i went and saw the the liam neeson vehicle Rob Roy, and it was when they were trying to capitalize on the whole Braveheart, <laughs> right? It, that was that was Braveheart light. I mean, yeah, a decent enough story, but yeah, they were just trying, right? Um, and she, so Liam Neeson, oh Tim Roth is the bad guy in that one. He's a fucking fantastic actor, and he's a great bad guy. And at one point, um, Jessica Lang, I believe, is is Rob Roy's wife in that one, and. Um, Tim Roth like gets her in the village and he holds her down and he, he forcibly rapes her. And then it, then it, she finds out later that she's been impregnated and it's just silence in the theater. And my grandmother is no longer with us, by the way, she, um, 
she leans <laughs> oh she leans over close now, to me. Now during the during the sex scene, yeah. how awkward was it? Before was before awkward. the moment you're gonna describe <laughs> It was pretty it was pretty awkward. It was uncomfortable. I would say I was probably about eighteen or nineteen when this happened. So because I, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm thinking of when I was in like third or fourth grade, that witness scene, there was it was white knuckle uh gripping the seat as this was happening. Oh, yeah. I was really in trouble. Well, I remember but, going when I was like six or seven to see Excalibur with my uncle ooh. and they're like fucking out like uh, Sir Galahad or Lancelot is fucking Guinevere <laughs> like outside on some moss and it's like f- everybody's fully oh, yeah, that naked. Movie is, is full. Yeah, it's that's, like, that's it's almost one like porn. step away from Caligula. Yeah, there was like full was- on fucking and I was so uncomfortable. But so just Jessica Lang, she gets raped and then later like a, a minute, the next scene or whatever, you find out that she's been impregnated during the rape. And my, my beloved grandmother leans over yep. to me and she says, my middle name's Wade. And she says, Brian Wade, how can she be pregnant if he did her from behind? <laughs> and I was, I just kept looking straight ahead at the screen and I just like shrugged a little bit and I was like, mm. like I just inaudible response. Mm. I'm sure. Goodbye to my popcorn. And then she, le- she, then she was sitting back in her seat and about 30 seconds later, she, she went like this. Ah, like she wanted, she had figured it out and she was right. She had she was just going through that. the mental Rolodex. She like worked out how things worked. Rest so in peace, Graham. It was good to know that my grandmother was pure. So, which is which is what I'll take away from that. And, oh, uh, that's yeah. what you took. Away. Yes, exactly. And joining us now, you may have heard her earlier. I don't know how you would have, because she makes. You may have known her from such episodes as Running the Kitchen Sink. I don't know if you noticed, but she's here. She's in the background, and now she's here with us. It's our very own pop culture correspondent, <laughs> Fancy Sauce. How are you, Fancy? I feel like I'm good. You guys are talking shit about me. We are? Before, before, I've, even no. got, before I've even got here. Once again, you <laughs> you got an iTunes review where we were oh, we yes. were just uh, extras. <laughs> you were you were the featured. I read I read performer. an iTunes review, and it well, was all about how about- whoever wrote that. Is very smart. I think it was Jay and in Denver observant. or something. He was like, he was like, it, like it started off pretty good. He's like, yeah, these guys talk a lot about dicks, and I'm not sure I really need to hear about right? dicks. But right, Jay? Yeah, but it's still good. And then he's like, <laughs> but by the way, he's like the 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 real star of the show comes in later whoop, is this whoop. sexy Aussie <laughs> that. He's like, I would listen to her read the obituary. So basically, we could just cut out the first hour and twenty minutes yeah. of the show, and fucking, right, we just we just jump through hoops mail. for an hour and twenty. Yeah, yeah. we just and uh, you could just talk about dead people, and people would like that more. Open the local paper, and you could be like Rebecca Holloway. Well, that's very that's very nice. I didn't know that I had some nice iTunes reviews. Eighty-seven years old, survived by her. Four great grandchildren. I like, was just—I was overhearing your story, and yes. I. Oh, you're you're obsessed with this topic. I went to the—it's the, the mo- best story. I went to the movies with my dad about oh I don't know like seven years ago, 
when okay. he was in town in L.A. And I don't know where my mom was. It was just dad and I at the Arclight in Hollywood. Oh. We went to see Girl with the Dragon <laughs> Tattoo. And I don't know if you remember. Dropping theater names. But her, <laughs> there, I think that um, like her. I, I don't remember. The guy that has I conservative didn't, I didn't conservatorship. I didn't see the movie. I don't, of I don't her. Know the story. Yeah. He forces Good her movie. to give him a blowjob, and oh, that was a very awkward scene yeah. to have to sit next to yeah, my dad. That is, yes. And then later, the, she exacts um, revenge on him, and I think she maybe like sodomizes him oh or does God. something very violent, sexually yeah, violent. Yeah, I think there's electricity involved. And the whole I like, I was just thinking, I really picked just, a great movie to ask, take dad to. Yeah, I didn't ask any questions about it. <laughs> I, by the no, way, I saw the so preview for. For another in that series, it looked pretty good. Mm. I like that was a good movie. I like the books too. I was a big fan of the books. Okay, let's catch up on some of these emails. Yep, let's do it. Brian and Ed, don't tell Fancy too late. In your coverage of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and in particular about Brad and pre-porn days, more porn, it reminded me of probably the best pickup line I tried to use on a girl I went to high school with. Post high school graduation, we were at a beach house and I was trying to close on her when I uttered my best pickup line to date. I think of you when I masturbate from time to time. Sadly, it didn't turn her on and it didn't work. And I'm sure she still thinks of that moment when I run into her at the little league fields in Huntington beach. What was your worst Best worst line ever. Thanks. Your fave creepy Mexican John in Huntington Beach of Cal State Fullerton. Uh, well, I have this one. This one never fails. You, you ready for it? I Kate, mean, I'll do it to you. Are you ready? I don't know. Obviously, my lines are fantastic because I was able to. That's me casting. I hate that noise that's and you me, know it. That's me um, reeling it in. Zzz, got a f- fish right. on. Slightly better. Fish on. Zzz. Okay. Um, okay, here's my here's a here's a guaranteed, and you guys can use this if you want. Oh this is a, very kind this of This is free to anybody within the sound of my voice. Very exciting. Okay, here everyone. we go. Screw me if I'm wrong, but is your name Gretchen? Wow. You can't see. Yeah, now you have to have sex with me because your name is not Gretchen. And in the first beginning part of it, I said, "Screw me if I'm wrong." So that and that's have sex. Hey, it sounds like we got Brock Turner on the line here. Sounds like a double negative. (laughs) Uh, No um, plus no. Ed, what is your uh, what is your number one pickup line that you used to use back in the day in the University of Maryland College Park. <laughs> I think it was, uh, hi, you've known me for a few months, so maybe your defenses are down. Now is the time. <laughs> to, to quote, to quote, uh, to quote David Spade from his first HBO special, his pickup line in college. Hey, chug it. <laughs> <laughs> That is an underrated special. So when he talks about the first concert he went to was a Wham concert. Oh, so good. So yeah. fucking funny. Um, here's another one. Kate, Brian, and Ed. What are the acceptable AC settings in a car? Thanks, Dean. I need more info on that. Oh, I don't. You know, okay, what are your what's your um des- so desired AC? One of the great things for my for my marriage is 
we got a car where there's two different settings for dual, each side. Dual climate mm-hmm. control. Um, because my preference is as low as yeah, possible blasting. and as much full blast yes. as possible. Same here. Same here. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I like it. Low. And you know what setting is? You don't have this really. I wouldn't think there's any need for it in Southern California. But the the worst feature that seems good is the heated seat because it's cool for it. it's it's hot for no. It, mm-hmm. You don't. You feel like you're gonna have griddle marks after about yeah. a minute. It just goes from warms you up a little to way too hot in an instant. Well, I think. Yeah. There's on, and I don't know about your car, Ed, but in our car, the heated seats have three settings: one, oh, two, and three. Yeah. You can you, you can, can only have it on one, yeah. which is fine if it's really cold. And I yeah. use setting one often because I'm always freezing. Yes, I don't know. Gate runs what cold. Monster needs a three. I notice. So if we're in a car that doesn't have dual climate control, you like to close the vents or turn them all facing you it's very clear that you do not like to be blasted in the face i do not at all i find it very distressing and rude yeah you don't like that and i like it i like i run hot hashtag latin maybe we should get separate cars too (laughs) and just caravan places yeah we should yes it it it's true one one of the the great um successes of my marriage has been separate televisions at times because that first apartment out of college with Michelle, there were a lot of just problematic times where we had different desires to watch things, whether it was sports or something. You, You do need at times to be able to separate. And just like the air conditioning thing, it, you do need separate settings on either side. Cause it's, I don't feel like I've ever been on the same page with Michelle. That that had to be tough when you guys were first sharing that first apartment and Brandon and Dylan were on the scene on TV and it was like a big scene and they're um, and they were like fighting over Jenny Garth or whatever. And uh, Michelle was like, Hey, can we change the channel and put on some football? (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was the last time we watched a show together religiously. I'll be right back. I'm going to Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, we need, um, we well, need our since, own TVs. Well, since you asked, I like um, yes in the car. I would like the air on about seventy, seventy one with the with the air conditioning button on, yes. like the cold button on a low seventy seventy one is much too warm. on a low um, on a low today. fan um, split between my feet and. Like on oh, me. Oh no no! Yeah, it's not. It's not strong enough. If it's, and if sometimes I you, might even yeah, need you, to. You water it down. Close. With the feet. Yep. Close the vent halfway. The only. Time, I just need like a light. A light fan. Only time I will do that. I'll do low. I'll do all low if I'm like coming out of the gym or something, and I got a real serious case of stagus. Sweaty testicle and greasy ass syndrome, and I'll <laughs> I'll turn those vents. I'll open up. Let me gross. show. Let me show you how I do it. I I'll open up the uh, the leg of my shorts, and I'll let the actual air blow directly in, so it can mm-hmm. blow underneath the ball sack to cool things off and dry them off down there. What do you think about that, Kate? Your thoughts? I mean, what? 
That's gross. That's some fucking man. I mean, you must be turned on to the point where we got to stop the show early, right? I mean, pretty much. Do you need to be satisfied this moment? Can I be excused? Because you are just in a state. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Thank you for that, Dean. Here is a vomit break. This next email, I've never done this before, but listener Brad in New York sent us a song specifically for this segment and for this game. And I didn't have an email for the game. So I reached out. I sent an email to the guy that originally sent us this game and said, Hey, send me some matchups for this game because I need to play this song. Here's the intro. This is what's called synergy. Yeah. Here's the, here's the intro. I like that. Everybody's getting involved out there. We got a new game on the show, guys. Proud of you guys. It's called the loud comer challenge. And (laughs) Here's the song for it. Who's that loud cover? <laughs> he comes so proudly. Who's that loud cover? This is amazing. Thank you for that, Brad. Brad, Brad tremendous work. Amazing work on the new on the song, the theme song to the Loudcomer Challenge. Uh, ballers, here are this week's Loudcomer brackets. Action star bracket. Hey, here's the first matchup. Are you ready, Kate? I notice you looking at your phone. I had to go to my safe space during yes. that song. That was a great song. Did you like that song? I mean, Who's that loud I'm searching for words. It's when right. I find I them, I'll let you I know. know. Super, we went to Cooperstown right yeah. then. Okay. Action star bracket. Who is the louder comer of these two? Harrison Ford versus The Rock. Mm-hmm. The, perhaps the stonedest man in show business with, uh, with a a 70 year old man with a single stud earring in one ear that always <laughs> seems a little too high to have a conversation versus the nicest man right, on Mr. The, Charisma on the most steroids in the world. The rock, the most motivating, nicest if, if human you were, being to ever live. If you were talking about charisma, you would say on a scale of Harrison Ford to the rock. <laughs> How was that that's, interview? That's a good point. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Who, Kate, you can go first. Who would be the louder comer between Harrison Ford and Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Um, The Rock. The Rock. The Rock is the louder comer? Without a doubt. Okay. Uh, Daily, your thoughts? Uh, I agree with Kate, but I just had the the thought that it would be amazing if every time he came, he went, get off my plane. Yes. Oh. Uh, I I gotta agree. This is this one's unanimous. It's the Rock because the uh, Harrison Ford would be like, yeah, grumbles McGee. Just, uh, what's that skinny woman he's married to called? Casilda? No, Can, Calista. Can, Calista. Uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm, oh, I'm done. Calista. 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 Okay. It's a race to the finish, and you lost. Meanwhile, the Rock would be like, <laughs> I am so. Happy to be here right now. You want to see my eyebrow? I just, I can't even tell you. You're, you're, you're fucking me 
so well right now. I'm just about to come. I'm right here. Here I go. Look at, oh my God, I'm coming. I'm coming right now. That's the rock. That's my image. Do you smell what my testicles are cooking? Uh, okay. You know, on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, on, uh, yeah, it's, it's me, Nick Cage. I'm shooting another movie in Thailand because I'm, I still owe for the Superman, the original Superman outfit I bought at auction 20 years ago. Versus. Versus. <laughs> uh, karate Master and. Master of the wig department, Chuck Norris. Nick Cage. Ed, you can go first on this one. Nick Cage, one of your all-time favorite actors. Versus Mm. Chuck Norris, Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, Um, Fought Bruce Lee a couple times. Norris Norris does the slow burn kind of thing, whereas Nick Cage can, can go zero to 100. He's yeah. I'm going cage. I think cage can can go really loud out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. Kay McManus. Was it Nick Cage and who? Chuck Norris. Are you aware of who he is? Chuck Norris. Um, yeah, he seems like a real show off. So I'm going to choose him. Who, Chuck Norris. Because mm-hmm. oh. he does like karate moves and stuff. He's the one that loves the NRA, right? He does. He's a very staunch Republican, I believe. Um, he also loves um, exercise machines. Yeah, he's very fit. He sells a lot of exercise machines on late night TV. Yeah. He he has got just one of the worst hair pieces you've ever seen. Um, something, something that in his corner that you might not think of, Chuck Norris, I believe, is – some kind of Puerto Rican or something. You you think that's weird? What? He's a ginge, but his given name. What? Carlos Ray. Really? Norris. Mm-hmm. Well, Louis C.K. is Mexican. That's so. true. Yes, it could be. He could be some kind of uh, Spanish ginge. I still give it to uh, Nick Cage. So we got Nick Cage versus The Rock in a final come off. Kate McManus. Who do you like, Nick Cage or The Rock? Who comes louder? Oh, The Rock. The, the Rock, Rock is louder, does everything louder yeah, than ev- I, everyone. I think I might agree with you. Ed Daly? I'm still going Cage. He he has... Ha, ha. He, yeah, he's got some weird moments. He doesn't play subtle too well the last 15, 20 years. I'll play the tiebreaker and I'll give it to The Rock because he is just so goddamn fucking likable. Uh, you just That's know true. he just has the most delightful, loving. Uh, he gives of himself. Yes, he lets you know that he is enjoying himself and the way you are making the semen expel <laughs> from his ballsack. Uh, okay, the super Christian bracket. Uh oh, he's got he's got a lot of brackets here. Tim Tebow versus Joel Osteen. Do you know who they are, Kate? Mm-hmm, a football Tim player Tebow's- and like a TV mega church. Yeah, he's got those, yeah, mega church, he's got those big teeth. Mm-hmm, those big veneers. He's in Houston. He wouldn't let people stay in his giant. Mm-hmm. He owns the Houston and, Summit. And John, John Daly trolled him on Twitter yep, for a long that's time. That's right. Joel Osteen. He's got a perm. Yep. 
Who's who's the louder comer of the two? Joel and who? Tim Tebow. I don't really know who Tim Tebow is, but I would choose Joel Osteen yeah, anyway. Good choice. Ed Daly? I'm going Tebow. I think Tebow is uh, is very into letting people know he's there. I would agree with guy. you, but Tim Tebow, as far as we know, virgin. Technicality, <laughs> Ed. Saving oh, himself true. for marriage. Tim Tebow never ejaculated as far as we know. Certainly never with somebody else in a room. On a technicality, Joel Osteen moves on. <laughs> Other side of the super Christian bracket, Mel Gibson, Aussies, Australia's own Mel Gibson, Mad Max versus Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains. Mike Seaver, Ed Daly, what say you? I, I think this one's easy because we've heard him scream and rant. Mel Gibson, you will shut up and blow me. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yes, he's very, he's very he's boisterous. Very vocal. Kate McManus, who would be the louder comer between Mel Gibson and Kirk Cameron? Mad Max. I gotta agree with that one too. I I feel like Kirk Cameron, he really hates himself. Like he's he will come, but he's he's. I can see him crying. Yeah, he's sex. got. Yeah, he's got to repent for it. I feel like he only gets a little dribble out because he just he's so pent up. He holds it all inside. I give it to Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson versus Joel Osteen. I think we all agree. Mel Gibson is the louder comer of the two. Got this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, excellent game. That is from our very own Dolomite D. Hashtag first Patreon. Hashtag hero. Hashtag best Patreon. Uh, he also, he hates, he hates Guy Fieri, but he wants to give Guy Fieri some respect as he's helping oh, out. Absolutely. Helping feed the people when in the Reading wildfires. Well, I was just going to talk about that story. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Do it. Hold on. Because we let's, first of all, a little bit of the loud comer song. Who's that loud comer? He comes so. <laughs> Who's that loud cover? Excellent song. Now it's time for Kate's fancy pop, but we also have music for that because our guy writes a bill has made a, has made a music bed for fancy pop. A new one. Yeah, let's listen to this. Well, because oh, we have can conundrum. We haven't had a can conundrum in a while, Pete. Mm. Uh, but we do. We so we've got music for that, but we don't have actual music for fancy pop. Let's hear that. All I need is Takashi sixty nine, Jumbo nose, and the beat is Korean hook fine. Oh, I hope Kate's got this to read Cause it's all I need Set to the tune of Glenn Medeiros All I need From Karate Kid Part 2, it's beautiful Kate McManus, what is Wait, that? all I need, that's Jack Wagner Oh, it is? Oh, that's right That's Jack, Jack Wagner, Wagner of General Hospital How fame How could I screw that up? Yes, you're and, absolutely uh, right I like that he opened with Takashi 69 Yeah, yeah. Um, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening? Well, you just spot? mentioned the car fire. If you don't know, it's this is one of the um, 
10 uh, most destructive wildfires in California history. It's been, um, it's been burning for, I don't know how long, a couple of weeks now. It's engulfed Horrible. more than 103,000 acres. Um, it's so large and hot that it's creating its own localized weather system with variable strong winds, which are making um, it hard to predict which way the, the fire is going to spread. Oh, my God. It's claimed six lives, including a firefighter and a bulldozer operator um, working to extinguish Horrible. the blaze. Um I think there's still quite a few missing people. I think 19 people are still missing. Yep. Oh, what else? It's destroyed at least 966 structures in the area. Um, and it's still only 23% contained, it's I way believe. way up the northern now, part of the state. Oh, I was going to say, I, I really care for everybody involved, but I want to know, will this affect my... Vacation no, in no. two weeks. Not unless you're going to oh. Lake Shasta, Shasta which is yeah. at the top. No, my <laughs> most northern part will be San Francisco. Yeah, you're good then. You're good. You so celebrity chef um, and, and hero. hero of the pod, Guy yeah. Fieri. Great dude. Traveled to California Best. over the weekend to help feed evacuees from this um, the deadly car yeah. fire. Um, he worked with Salvation Army to help feed those in need in Redding. And he's just been doing a really exemplary job That's- of... I, you know, of helping out. Last year, the fires were in Santa Rosa, which is his home base, and I know he did the same thing. Then helped out, um, you know, feeding all the guys out there working to try to to try to yeah, put out he, the fires. I saw something. He was talking about seven hundred something people he yeah. was feeding, yeah. and he. I saw a quote where he was saying, "All right, we're going to try to give them something different and interesting," and. That that is just not done. When you're trying to mass yes. feed people, yeah. the the one word that'll never come up is interesting or different. It's, it's you'll usually, get the same yeah, the same shitty like meal, spaghetti and meatballs, like something that right. you can make on mass sandwiches, like just right. you know something easy to do, and just just it's it's a great thing he's doing. He's a right. Guy. I mean, we 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 talk about our love for him because of his great style and energy, but of course. Now, this is this is He's this also is a great person yeah. and I will not stand for any shit to be talked about no, him. Of course not. We love him. We're great fans of him on the show. He's a fantastic we, We're chef. we're pretty much the Period. the number one Guy Fieri. Who else uh, who else podcast. could put uh, barbecue pork in a California roll? But that's a great That's a great question. Trash can nachos? Mm-hmm. You never heard of them until he made Donkey them. sauce? Donkey sauce. Uh, okay, what else is going on, Kate? Um, did you guys, either of you guys, see the movie based on the video game Street Fighter? Nope. No. Well, you were probably missing out. I didn't know it had Kylie Minogue in it. Australia, oh, Australia's own Kylie Minogue. One, just one of the great onions of all time. Well, like, that is an yeah, yeah. ass for the ages. So anyway, it, its star was uh, none other than Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah, legend. I also have yeah. a koi fish named after That's right, you Jean-Claude do. Jean-Claude yes. Van Damme. He is massive. It's your biggest koi fish. He is Meanwhile, so big. Jean Claude Van Damme is like five six. <laughs> so, according to a new tell all article by the Guardian, um, with uh, screenwriter Stephen D'Souza, who had also penned Die Hard, Commando, and some other huge action movies, um, apparently this movie was also a hit. It raked in over a hundred million dollars. Um, he says in this article. I couldn't talk about it at the time, but I can now. Jean-Claude was coked out of his mind. 
Oh. <laughs> the studio had hired a wrangler to take care of him, but unfortunately, the wrangler himself was a bad influence. Don't you hate that? Um, Jean-Claude was calling in sick so much I had to keep looking through the script to find something to film. I couldn't just sit around for hours waiting for him. On two occasions, the producers allowed him to go to Hong Kong. On both occasions, he came back late, and on Mondays, he just wasn't there at all. Unbelievable. Um, so, so unprofessional. It sounds... Uh, Yes. Not, and not, anyone not hard who has to believe. Seen, a, a, anyone who's seen that dance scene knows that he loved cocaine. Oh yeah. If you if you just look up John Claude Van Damme dance scene, he does he's wearing the high waisted mom jeans yeah. and he's in some movie, it might be Street Fighter, and he's dance fighting. And it's pretty awesome. Um he is we don't get enough of Jean-Claude Van Damme and I don't, I don't, I'm going to have to paraphrase cause he has one of the great quotes of all time where someone asked him which nationality had the biggest dick or something. And he said, he goes, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know the Belgians have huge cocks. <laughs> Belgian. oh, so, so he's poetic yeah, too. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it's something along those lines. Uh, well, good for him. Hey, hey everybody who's doing coke, you know, let's let he. Who is I like that he described him though as coked out of his mind. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a lot of coke. He too who much throws coke. the first snowball. <laughs> you should just, as a rule, if you're gonna do coke, try not to do it at work. That's just you know, just yeah, a rule of thumb. Maybe not. Yeah. Right. If you enjoy clown powder, don't yeah. take off every Monday. Clown yeah, powder. do it on your own time. Uh, what else is going on, Kate? Um, I think we've talked on this podcast before about the cult Nixium. Nixium, yeah. Oh. Nix of them. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, up, who spelled that? I know. The upstate Van New York in the early 90s. Cult so hard to Google. Where female masters recruited slaves yeah. who were branded, branded. with leader. Um, yep. I remember his name, something Rainier's initials, according to the FBI. And Smallville actress Allison Mack was actually yeah. charged with sex trafficking and forced labor conspiracy in connection with this cult. Yeah, she, she was well, recruiting now, hot puss for this guy. Now, Claire Bronfman, heiress to the Seagram liquor fortune, oh. was one of several Seagram's people arrested Tuesday in connection with this sex cult. Um. And a few other, uh, oh, a few other right. women, including Saltzman's daughter. Oh, sorry, founder Nancy Saltzman was arrested, and her daughter, and somebody else. Um, mother daughter tentacles. You want to do a mother daughter routine? Name your price. Yeah. So there's all kinds of charges. Um, and what? What is the? What is the end game? Rainier and Lauren Saltzman trafficked a victim who was once a sexual partner of Rainier's for labor and services. The victim was confined to a room in New York for nearly two years as punishment for having romantic feelings for a man who was not Rainier. After she left this the room, is, this is like Scientology. Saltzman and Rainier sent her to Mexico without any identification. Yeah, gold base. Sent her to gold base. Um, they're trying to not smuggle women into the country to be part of this, like sex sex trafficking. That's right. So it is, seems like a sex trafficking Mm -hmm. seems to be their, their main deal. These cult guys, they like to fuck. Um, well, thoughts and prayers. Well, it seems worth it. I mean, if, if I were sitting on a giant Seagram's fortune, I would totally try to get arrested for sex trafficking. (laughs) It's like it seems like yeah. a great career move. 
Yeah, I believe the other, the another Seagram's heir is the um, boyfriend or ex boyfriend of um, the great MIA, the great. Uh, oh. Here's hey, what I would be doing artist. if I was the Seagram heiress. Tan- I would Tan- not be f- Tamil Tiger. Sri I would not be yeah, fucking with yeah. any like weirdo cults. No, I would just I don't be. Fuck with any cults now. I would be enjoying my money. Yeah, I would buy. There is a horse property in the Hamptons uh, for sale. Yeah, which I would purchase. What? You'd be so far from me in my <laughs> Southern California home base. Would, would I be involved I'd, with that horse property? Where I'd be you, would, you would live Nay. with me, Nay. and I would ride what? horses. Internationally, yeah. I'd just travel the globe riding my horses because I had that much money. That's what do you I think do. Bruce Willis is involved? Because he was a big proponent of Seagram's. Seagram's. I don't know what Golden Seagram's wine is. coolers. You remember wine coolers? Did you have those down in mm, no, bottom like, of the world? Yeah, Bartles and James? That, no. Yeah, Bartles and James? I think so. Yeah. Did you have uh, Zima? Those, yeah, that came later. Zima came later. It's back. Zima's back. Zima is disgusting. I believe my buddy Telly Tuputz is a big fan of Zima. Uh, what else is going on, Kate? Okay, one-time actress and full-time wellness guru and not friend of the pod, Gwyneth Paltrow, yes. is the subject of a lengthy and cerebral New York Times magazine profile. Oh, they were talking about how great she is, right, and how smart her website is? Well, yeah. How much good it does? They're talking what about how— What a good idea it is to steam your vag? Maybe Goop um, is a little bit like a snake oil salesman. The Duh. the website. What? She advocates. She advocates vagina steaming. If so, there's one thing I know is the star of the worst Best Picture winner of all time. She knows her medical science. It's previously been reported on the Watchdog Group that filed a formal complaint on the company's deceptive health and disease treatment claims. As well as a study that proved how Goop's yeah. product line is every bit as deceptive as Carnival Barker Alex Jones's vacuous supplements. Um, but earlier this year, a woman did actually die after subjecting herself to bee sting therapy, ser- therapy which Goop had previously recommended. Shut the fuck up. Um, you should get stung by bees. So what is new? So that none of that stuff's new. But however, it is a revelation that Paltrow and Goop surprisingly um, – aren't deluding themselves with about the effectiveness of these treatments. Apparently, the piece notes that a print partnership with Condé Nast fell through after Goop decided it didn't want its interviews and articles to be fact-checked. Duh. Yeah, it's a catalog. It's not a fucking magazine. It's just trying to sell you shit. Um, right, but they, they wanted to do their own fact-checking. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So, yeah, yes. so she's been scrutinized yeah. at the moment. Well, fuck Goop. Fuck Gwyneth Paltrow. Fuck them all. Um, looks like French Montana has been the latest uh, target of oh a home invasion, bling ring style. What part of Paris? Uh, <laughs> he actually resides in Selena nice. Gomez's previous house in Calabasas. How how can a fucking Provence? How are all these two bit rappers that I've never heard of so goddamn rich? I think he yeah. like probably writes songs for people he's, and sings on people's songs. He's big and, in Morocco. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, is he like a Mike Will Made It type? So two. Um, well, Mike Will Made It actually has a career. This is like getting, getting yeah, robbed first thing in the morning would be kind of brutal, though. Like you're just waking up, you maybe yeah. haven't had your coffee, and Swiss then beats. some armed robbers bust into your crib at 9 a.m. And yeah. it was a gated community, That's so people are like, "Where's the guards? How did this happen?" Yeah. 
Does, yeah, that's. Uh, does he live in um, Bieber's community? Because Bieber will fucking egg your house and shit. And he lives in Calabasas. Does Does he live in the same community as French Stewart from Third Rock from the <laughs> yeah, Sun? Do all the Frenches live next to each other. That's a good question. <laughs> Frenchie from Greece is yes. she there too? Someone do some research. <laughs> Victor French, the uh, the guy from Highway to Heaven. <laughs> Very good question. All the Frenches. Okay, anything else? One last tidbit. Rapper Wiz Khalifa wants you to know he has urged heterosexual men to think twice before eating bananas, as doing doing so may cause those around them to look at them suspiciously. He says, (laughs) if you bite a banana, you sus. N-word's got to break the the banana in half. Yeah, (laughs) you sus. I wonder somebody who's who's looking at that and being like, oh, I just can't take this. Don't I, eat a whole I, banana. Um, don't dudes. Don't man, be whole putting a I, whole banana never, in your mouth. I never just, just a couple of guys sitting around and be like, Hey, you ever watch a guy eat a hot dog and like, get like really uncomfortable. You just not, you feel odd about it. I'm I'm a hundred percent with, with, with whiz here. Like just chill out of the banana. So much sugar. It's nature's Snickers Uh-oh. bar. Bananas are delicious, you know? though. They have they have a ripeness spot, sweet spot of about nine hours. Like you, like. But you I would a, narrow you it even down to like seven. Bananas six. are delicious. Yeah. Um, they're okay. I put them. In, I put them in my smoothies. You'll never catch me taking a big old bite of a banana. I'm with Wiz Khalifa. Well, if you I see have, you, I'm going to document it. Kate, have you? Do you ever, ever eating a popsicle ever? stick with your buddies and then? Just get like really rock hard. <laughs> oh, Ed. <laughs> well, Wiz Khalifa. I mean, we, we got to examine because guess what? The next story about Wiz Khalifa is going to be about somebody's got some deal. I mean, I know I brought this up, but to yeah. my OG listeners out there, yeah. has there ever been a fancy pop section where no, that this. doesn't turn into Dick talk. You're the one that brought up Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> okay, today. And it's eating bananas. But, not, but you guys are now taking it to Ed, looking at you, with, another level. With, Ed. Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> Have you ever eaten a pickle <laughs> with your buddies without, like, with, you know, with, just at least getting some pre-cum in your <laughs> pants? Don't say that word. Ed, don't. Khali- Wiz Khalifa is Ew. clearly, he's got some issues. You wouldn't say that unless you've had some weird thoughts. Why would you have that thought? Exactly. No, Wiz Khalifa's all man. He's got a Wiz huge dong. Black and yellow and loving He's from Pittsburgh. Penis. He's from Pittsburgh. He's got a huge dong. He impregnated Amber Rose and he allegedly, oh. she left him when she allegedly caught him having a threesome with sisters. So he's all man as far as I'm concerned. I respect Wiz Khalifa. Yep. He's all man because he can he can take a lot in his caboose. Oh, Ed. <laughs> so unfair. Okay, let's wrap this up. Excellent show all the way around. I appreciate all the support from the listeners. I appreciate everything that the cast of the show did. So for <laughs> cast. I don't know. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call these and- people? Playing the role, role of Frenchie will be Kate. What do you call? What do you call the people? The hosts, co my fucking co-host, the player, no, daily. whatever. Uh, for me, for Ed Daly, Are you for Kate McManus. No, I will be in a few minutes. 
Uh, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 230 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Whoa. We'll see you next week. Whoa.